Hello, everybody. I'm Nina T, and this is Kid Like Faith. We're back with part two of our beautiful story about a beautiful girl and an unlikely beast. There's so many more gems that we have to dig up, and I've got a good partner to help me. So Mr. Justin Ruffin is back. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know, this part is a doozy. So be our guest as we serve up so many more fine gems from Disney's Beauty and the Beast. why many people speaking relationally this is why many people cannot rebound after infidelity because Mm. it's the breaking of a major rule and a safe place if i don't if you lie about this you have the propensity to lie about anything you've been lying about where you've been where what you've been doing how much time where you've been given what you've been given to me away okay hello Hello. (laughs) to me okay so how how dare you right how dare you so now now it's not just you want me to forgive you to give you another chance but to me it looks like you're wanting me to give you another opportunity to violate me again let's put a pin here and just talk about this word propensity come on sat word (laughs) Come on, Nina T with the SAT. <laughs> you get on my nerves. I, I know, but that's the other part of it because when you're dealing with that, like, and let's bring, like, use that same analogy, but use the movie. When she left, the first thing she encountered was some wolves. Yep. Of course, he comes out, he risks, you know, risks his life and all of that stuff, and she goes back, but then she has to then tend to his wounds. And it's like, that hurt. Like, what is the first thing he says? That hurt. That hurt. And he didn't say it. He screamed it. Yep. That hurt. And even though she was trying to tend to or mend or heal his wounds, when we look at it, she was the cause of them. Because had she not gone into the forbidden safe place, he never would have told her to get out. Had he not told her to get out, she never would have been faced and surrounded by the wolves. Had she not in that condition, he never would have had to leave the castle, which he never left. He never would have had to do any of that. And now here it is. What you're doing, really, it's not enough because (laughs) you are the reason that I ended up being wounded. Yeah. Like, you're the reason. Yeah. And so now it's like, yeah, that hurt. 
It hurt when you left. It hurt when you violated my safe place. Yeah. It hurt when you did that to me because yeah. I never thought you would. Yeah. And I've given you all that I know to give, at least at this point. And that the, that scene was very paramount for me because it was like both of their beasts were combating each other. Like, well, you did this and then you did this. Well, if you hadn't done this, and it was like, y'all, y'all both know y'all both rivals. <laughs> both of you. Both both of you have violated each other technically. You both have broken rules. Hello? You're holding her against her will. Let's be clear. That's the first rule that's broken. She's supposed to be free, okay? <laughs> you you have made her a whole slave and then tried to, to make her acquiesce or make her feel like it's okay that she live in this castle that she never wanted to be in. Right. You want her to be comfortable, she's not going to be comfortable. You want him to trust you, he can't trust you. You went in the place that you weren't supposed to go. Y'all, both both of you are fighting about whose blame it is, but you both overstepped the boundaries. And so neither one of you can be trusted until both of you transform. Because the reality is, let's talk about the fact that this daddy didn't trust. The, okay, let's let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> the father did not trust what he was riding on. Mm-hmm. That's how we ended up at the castle in the first place. No, first. Because that horse said, nah, we should go this way. But you said, no, I think we should go this way. And because you chose a route, even though you're the voice of affirmation and love and all of these things, all things fatherly, all things mature, loving, and, and wise, because you chose this role. Yeah. Look at, again, how many other people's lives are impacted because of it. It was Maurice. It was crazy old Maurice. It yeah. was his fault. That yeah. we even ended up at the castle. In the first place. Because he didn't trust what he was riding on. But he should have used the discernment to see which which path looked the best. I I'm mean, just, clearly. Like. This one got thorns. This one had fun. I would think you would want to go where the sun is. Because if the sun is out, how like, not just thorns, but this is entirely dark. Entire, and it's, it's not that far different. Like, this the is not curse the atmosphere let's be clear <laughs> you're gonna live in the dark all the time no matter what time of day it is like you live in alaska for six months like what are we really doing <laughs> he was a level three high priestess okay you hear me because <laughs> no, I, my God, I can't take it <laughs> but this guy cast the curse on too how about that okay she went for Regina once upon a time. The oh, doctor. Come on. Once upon a time. This is my show. Okay. Moving on. I can't. But, and oh, so, and, and yeah. it's, again, he didn't trust what he was riding on. So because of all of that, we've got this tailspin of Belle and the beauty and the beast and the this and the that. And here we are in this place where nobody can trust the other. But the beautiful thing about it is after that moment. Yeah. We see that their bond really started now i know we're, we're, this is not a 2020 real live talk because i know we start, start talking about you know trauma formed bonds and you know all of that i i get that we not today okay not Amen. not on this episode Amen. but i think that because they both realized i think in that moment that they both had something that they could gain from one another but more importantly 
something that they could learn from one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they realized that their norms had changed, mm-hmm. that their differences weren't to be, um, you know, discredited. Then they were like, you know what? Maybe there is a beauty in connection. Yeah. And it may not even like, it wasn't like a love connection. It was just connection. Yeah. And we see that when true and authentic relationships are formed, we never know why. And a lot of times we go into certain things with one goal in mind and we discount the entirety of the journey, even if it doesn't lead us directly there. Like we might have to go through like a couple of loops and, you know, we might have to make a couple of U-turns because maybe we missed something that we have to go back and revisit. But we discount all of those because we're not going directly to that destination. But when do we stop and and really appreciate the beauty of the journey? Yeah. Like Miley Cyrus has a song called The Climb, right? Like the words of that, like, it's the climb. There are a bunch of other things that we could consider, but it's the climb. Yeah. But the the meeting in the middle is where we find the the connection. Because remember, he's still a beast. <laughs> And she's still human, but there's even, let's take something small as how we eat, right? I eat with the spoon. You ravage through this bowl. And when she was like, okay, a spoon's not gonna work for you. Let me pick up my bowl. Once you see me pick up my bowl, you pick up your bowl. We're gonna make an agreement to come and meet in the middle. It's not human, it's not doggish. It's something we've created. It's, it's yeah. something that's for us. It works for us. It doesn't work necessarily in another context for anybody else. If I was if I was with Gaston, we wouldn't be eating like this. But for us, it, and I think that's, that's what we need to focus on is that it's not that journey over there. It's the journey we create. It is right. the, it is the, especially in relationship, friendship relationships or platonic relationships, or romantic it is not our friendship is compared to this or our relationship is compared to this it is something we come together and set norms for it is the journey we make together to what is comfortable and compromising for both of us yeah and 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 in that learning to embrace whatever part of the journey we are in the course of the Miley Cyrus song says there's always going to be another mountain mm-hmm I'm always going to want to make it move, always going to be an uphill battle, but sometimes I'm going to have to lose. It's not about how fast I get there, and it's not about what's waiting on the other side, but it's the climb. Right, I'm not going to sing it. Okay. <laughs> but when the first time, there's, there's always going to be another mountain, and it's like, I know that in the back of my mind, but in this moment, I'm not concerned about the other mountain. Yeah. I'm concerned about walking on this place or on this piece of flat land that I have. Yeah. About climbing the hill. And I don't have to deal with the mountain until I get to it. Because it's this journey. We, we're, we're, we're not there yet, but yeah. we're here. We're and, here. And that's another point. A lot of us on journeys, we focus solely on there that we forget to enjoy here. We forget to develop here. We forget to um, engage here. Yeah. Luther say here and now, not there and then. Bring a word to 
this lupus song? <laughs> Here and now. And so focus, focusing on, and the other part of it is we're less overwhelmed and frustrated when we focus on the now. Yeah. Yeah. Like my best friend and I, we went to an amazing conference last year. It was great and it was wonderful. And we drove 10 hours, right? We were in Chicago. Um, and it was great, right? We love, like, that's our bonding time as best friends because we both have busy lives and stuff like that. So we'll take the 10 hours and it's cool. But on the way back home, there was a detour and the highway that we were supposed to take was closed mm. and added two hours to the trip. Wow. And we didn't leave at like three o'clock in the morning in the afternoon because we wanted to go to church on that Sunday, right? Like, that's just what we wanted to do. And so now here it is. We're on this journey. And I kept thinking, I just want to get home. I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. I just want to get home. My best friend's driving. And so I doze off because, you know, it's right after church or whatever. I think we're just eating. And when we got home, we're like, did you see this? Or did you see that? Like, did, did you see this? Did you see that billboard? He was taking the journey for what it was. And he was enjoying the scenery and the coast. And look at this. And look at that. Like the, And there was this beautiful uh, like scene of like some mountains or something just because of the way we had to go. And I almost missed it because I was on my phone texting, tweeting, Instagramming or something. And he was able to see the beauty around us. And by the time I looked up in one of the one of the portions of the trip, I had literally like missed all of it. Like we were on that road for probably like 10 or 12 minutes. I missed all of the beauty of the mountains. And I was like, oh, that was really, it's over. Wow. And he was like, that was like, I'd never seen anything like that before. And I was like, oh, so you gonna rub it in? And it wasn't about him rubbing it in. He was telling me what he saw on the journey, right. but had not been so focused on getting home. Yeah. I would have seen it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we miss moments. We yeah. miss opportunities, really. We miss opportunities to become. And and this was the whole agenda was that they both become. It, it wasn't um, for their own sake, um, but it was for them to become what each other needed to deliver the people in the house. Okay, I said what I said. <laughs> to become what the other people needed. Okay. Like, I gotta become what you need and you gotta become what I need. Yep. I have to become the one for you. Yeah. But you also have to become vulnerable for me or to me. We both have to surrender our beastly attitudes. <laughs> Okay. And find the beauty within ourselves first. Right. And then present that beauty to one another. Yeah. And it starts with me mending and tending to your wounds. And then we've got the food. We're going to eat. And then we've got the snowball fight. And then we've got the library and all those scenes where they're singing the song. There's something there that wasn't there before. before. Like, it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were both living in their bubbles and in their safe places, right? But what happens when, and we talked about safe, well, I talked about a little bit earlier, talked about safe places and safe spaces, but what happens when you are around someone or in the presence of someone or some place or organization or wherever you might find yourself where you are willing to risk your safety or the safety that you have created internally because now you feel safe externally? Yeah, yeah. What happens when your private safe place is not enough? Wow. 
Wow. And wow, like, wow. I don't just want to be safe by myself. Yeah. I want to be safe with you. Yeah. Yeah. And in order for me to be safe with you, I have to present myself in a safe way. Yeah. And govern myself in a safe manner. Yeah. Yeah. That way you're not deterred by my beast. Yeah. And let's be clear, while all of this was happening, the beast was still there. (laughs) Holy and fully. Because it came out when it needed to. Okay. At the end of the story, it comes out when it needs to. When he's trying to defend the honor of not only the castle, but Bell, really, the yeah. thing he loves, even though he has to sacrifice it and let it go, um, he still loved her, right? And still wanted to protect those in the castle. So he won at first he was saying that he was gonna give up, really, just like it is what it is, there's no hope. Um, but once Gaston presented a fight, then we saw a beast again. It was like, oh no, you thought I was docile? Because I thought right. love. Watch this. Let me show you. Let me show you. I'm like, I'm a beast when I need to be. So because now I'm being beastly to protect the safety of those around me. And it's necessary. So his beast is necessary. It's Come necessary. On, necessary beast. <laughs> I wish y'all could see me dancing. Come on, necessary beast. First off, <laughs> the fact that I can see it—it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But that's what the enchantress said, though. She said, who could learn to love a beast? She Ooh. never said the beast needed to go away. Ooh, say it again, please. She never said that the beast was wrong or bad. The, the, thing, the question was, who could learn? Or he felt like, who could learn? So now we've got to look at, what is your perception of the beast in you? Wow, 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 wow. He wow. felt some type of way because of how he was transformed and what he was turned into. And he lost hope because he thought nobody could ever love a beast. The Enchantress was like, I just want you to find love and give love in return. That's it. But he was like, who's gonna love me like this? Who's gonna love the parts of me that I don't see as beautiful? (laughs) Who's gonna love the parts of me that I think are ugly? And the thing is, he was comparing that to what he looked like as a human. Although Belle never knew that he was human until he turned it. He was just the beast to her. And someone was able to Wait say, I, I know, I, I, don't, I don't anticipate you changing completely. Because this is all I know. I never, I never know that you're going to transform when the curse is, I don't know about a curse. Because all she knew was the mirror. She didn't even know the power of the cat to be more careful. <laughs> this is why this is your thing. And this is like, I've never thought. Now, now listen, y'all, those of y'all that are listening, I could sing the, I can quote the movie. I know songs. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about that. She didn't They'll know. do nothing. And that all of the talk of the breaking of the curse happened around her, but not with her. Jesus Christ the Christ. I told you they went invisible while she was there. They went invisible in their own little clicks, talking about their <laughs> own little secrets. The That's the one. And she t- It was it was their secret. The curse was their secret. She didn't know he was gonna change. 
so here's another point for there's us. something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> that was okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So here's, well, no, but, but here's the, the point for us. Are we willing to love the beast if he makes strides to change, but he never changes? He can never change his form. Have we become, or have, can we deny ourselves what we think we should have in order to embrace what is in front of us that is making efforts to be something to us. If if they're not... Now, I could see if the Beast was just like trying to not make a space for her, but once you see I'm making efforts and trying to make space for you, and you choose... <laughs> you choose to still go back home, we have problems. Yeah. We have problems. But it wasn't until she returned when she was like, okay, wait, I cannot, I'm I'm, I'm more invested than I want to believe I am. It's I, I know I came back to make sure my dad was okay. Okay, I took that care of that. Now I got to go defend. I got to go get the thing that used to scare me. Yeah. But I'm in, I'm loving it now. It used to scare me, but I'll protect it now. It used to frighten me. But it's becoming it, it's become something that I'm really in love with. Yeah. And so she was willing to go back to his castle, find him wherever he was, just to love on him. And he and at the moment we see th- that exchange. She gives up the life in the town to go and find him. He gives up killing Gaston. Because he's right at the moment where he can annihilate him. He's right at the place where he's just going to throw him off, right? And be a beast. Again. And he remembers, I'm not that beast I'm not anymore. anymore. I can't me. do it. I could be. But, but I, I've learned how to tame my beastly nature. This isn't me. Anymore. I've learned how to govern it to where I only have to do this or show this side of me when it's absolutely necessary. And now that we're in a place that I don't need it and I see what loves me as I am, I'm more concerned at getting to that than I am getting revenge. I'm more concerned at getting to the thing that loves me than I am getting revenge on the thing that doesn't. And let's talk about the power of true love because before Gaston entered the temple, the, the, the castle. Hey, hey, the temple. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but before he entered the castle, when the beast thought that Bell was gone forever, he lost his will to fight. Yeah. Because he felt like he didn't have anything to fight for. Yeah. Like when you are in such a safe place and a safe space and that person makes you feel vulnerable in that moment, like they're worth fighting for. And the thing that you used to fight against, you now take up for, you now defend it. And it wasn't until he sought, well, until he heard Belle's voice and saw her again, that the fighter in him or that the beast in him was awakened again. Yeah. He felt like, what is life without the one that makes me feel safe? Mm. My servants probably do what they do because they stuck in this with me, right? Like, if they were regular people, they probably would have left. And I just probably would have had to fend for myself. Like, they've been with me all this time. And so I felt safe with them because I knew them and we stuck here together. 
But now that I have finally had the courage to let someone in, yeah. Now that they're not in my life anymore, what do, like what is life? What is it? What is living without the person that makes me feel safe? And we all need a safe place, a safe space, a safe person. Mm-mm-mm. We all need those people. Now, granted, I think to a degree he might have taken it a little too far, but like just let it be, like tear the castle up, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. Because the reality is they weren't just going to tear up the castle. These were also lives that were going to be lost. But it was something about Bell that kind of brought in a level of, of completeness or completion within the beast to where he felt like, if I don't have this, then I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it was knowing that she was there. Yeah. That kind of balanced him out and made him feel like, I can do this. I can fight. Like, let's do it. Right? And and it's one of those beautiful moments where it's like, this is, again, the power of a tribe of a, in, in a different way. Yeah. Um, everybody in your tribe has a different place, has a different space. Um, you've got to value and protect that as well. Um, but yeah, he, like Gaston, could have taken him out. Yeah. But it was something about that connection that they had. Because they were defending each other. She went back and was like, my father's not crazy. Mm-hmm. This is the beast. Right. And I love him. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Bell's love for something different. Yeah. That made Gaston want to kill him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're the only thing standing in the way. In his perception, the beast was in the way of him getting what he wanted. But at the end of the day, you can't kill love. It's yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't die. That's not how this works. You, you, At all. You, you, you still. Even if you had taken the beast out, you still wouldn't have what you still wouldn't have her. Sorry. God bless. If I got to Gaston. A what? <laughs> and don't. And and don't. And and I'm okay with it if I don't. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think, but but the the whole totality of this whole journey led to deliverance. The whole story was about deliverance. Get over there. The whole story was about deliverance. It was about what will what am I willing to lose? Yeah. Can I come out of my comfort zone, the world that I think I know, the world that I think I should have, what my ways, my agenda, and engage to love someone and be loved in order to free others? Yeah. Because if we talk about deliverance, and and I want you to give like a little definition of what deliverance is, but the, the base of it is love. literally the base of deliverance is love it's an act of love it is like i see you this bound and traumatic in this you're you're tormented by this and i'm so i so love you that i can't allow you to stay that way right so in a pivot (laughs) we're gonna do a little a little promotion because because justin has a book out right now okay and this book is called you can be free a practical approach to deliverance okay so the base of if we're talking about the base of deliverance being love 
what does that look like practically? Give give us some practical ways in which we can love others to deliverance. One of the the first things that and and it's beautiful that you said that deliverance is or the foundation of deliverance is love, and it's something that we've something that we've talked about it, and it's it's really just appreciating and understanding the differences and the norms of others. Yeah. Even if they don't change, right? But making them feel safe, Mm. whatever it looks like for you and them, Mm -hmm. right? Making them feel safe and accepted into whatever space they're wanting to come into. Um, One of the natural examples that we'll use here is that of maybe a person who might struggle with drugs, right? Um, If you steal, right, as to, to supply for your habit, Deliverance is, I love you, but love also comes with boundaries. Yeah. Probably can't come in here Uh and be left unsupervised or unattended. It doesn't mean that you are not welcome. Yeah. It just means you're not going to take my stuff out of here when you go. Yeah. You can come and eat, just don't take the plate, right? It comes with boundaries. Yeah. And freedom and deliverance, we use those words interchangeably. Um, when people ask me what my definition of it is, I just tell them to look in the mirror because we are all a picture of deliverance and the depth of freedom is really determined by the depth of the evil that you're in. What freedom and deliverance looks like for you is completely different than what it looks like for me. <laughs> Y'all didn't want to hit me. <laughs> and, but that's what we look at, right? Like deliverance for the beast look like him leaving and changing from this creature that's big and could be terrifying to the sight to turning back to a human. Deliverance for Baal, deliverance for Baal looked like her learning to be accepting of other things and really understanding that maybe you just won't get everything your way. Okay. Right? It looks like her wanting to defend something that she once hated and rejected. It looks like her valuing somebody else's safe space. Mm. Right? And so we have these varying ideas of deliverance. And on the other side of that, sometimes people choose not to be delivered and they end up in the place that Gaston did. Mm. In that place, Gaston could not take or accept the fact that Bill would not be his wife. Yeah. And he died in that place or in that reality thinking that. Um, you know, and it's one of those things. I have a friend, um, and I won't say their name, but when I first met this friend, uh, he's a guy, he was dressing in women's clothing, right? Like Senegalese, color contacts, purses, bags. I mean, outfits, I mean, dress down, right? And what happened was, you know, he went through his deliverance process and he stopped wearing women's clothing. Mm-hmm went to stores, you know, bought suits and all of that. Like that was his deliverance process, right? Mm-hmm. Now for somebody else, they may never stop that. Mm-hmm. But freedom for them looks like freedom for them. Yeah. Freedom is relative to the person that's living it, but it's all got to be done in love, with love. And when we do that and understand that love comes with boundaries, right? Um, love under new management. Love needs to be managed. Yeah. Everything that exists in our lives needs to be governed yeah. from a healthy place. And so this whole idea of, you know, love and deliverance and freedom, it's really 
to me, it's really, really difficult to like put a complete definition to because it's as varied as the number of stars in the sky. It's as different. It's as vast as the moon and the solar system because no two people struggle alike. And if they do struggle with the same thing, the impact of that struggle is different. The things that have been forced, those struggles are different, right? The reasons why they struggle with it are different. And their reasons for wanting out, if they want out, are probably going to be different. But if you want to know what deliverance looks like, look at yourself in the mirror, pick it up while you're listening, even to the podcast, and look at it and understand that you are God's picture of deliverance. Now, the challenge with this is, are you an accurate picture? Well, are you an accurate depiction or reflection of what freedom really is? And if you're not, like, because you can be free in bondage. Like, Belle was bound to the castle, but she was still free to go anywhere she wanted to go except the West Wing, mm-hmm. right? Like, she was stuck, but yeah. she still had freedom. Yeah. And if that's good enough for you, let that be good enough for you. Mm-hmm. But if not, what measures or what steps do you need to take in order to get to where you believe Uh, the place of freedom that you believe God is calling you into. Right. And only you can make those steps. Only you can know what that looks like. And this is, again, where we start going back to unpacking norms and understanding differences. And the other, and then the last thing I'll say uh, as it relates to that is you've got to be willing to accept that for you. And before other people can see like, oh, this is what freedom looks like. You've got to know and believe in your heart of hearts and your soul of souls and in your mind of minds that this is what freedom, like this is my idea of freedom. Right. Freedom for me is wearing turbans and t-shirts and jeans. And it is so. Right. Right. You know, like that's that's what what it is for me. Freedom for you might be whatever that looks like, right? Red hair. Red hair this week, you know, and if it's blue next week, it'll be that, right? Like freedom for you is watching Disney movies and starting a podcast called Kid Like Faith that people all over wherever will listen to, right? Inspiring them to go back maybe and relive some of the more happy moments of their childhood and, and then get some principles that they can apply to their now. Yeah. Freedom for me is getting on a Facebook Live on Tuesdays, doing whatever it is that I do. it's about me writing the books that I write like it's about those things and my idea of freedom cannot be anybody else's right because at that point it becomes bondage right Right. and sometimes what's freedom to you is bondage to another wow and and respect that as well wow 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 is your freedom enough for you because it wasn't enough for Belle (laughs) Is your freedom enough? Yeah. Yeah. This gotta be enough. This is so good. That was a long way. <laughs> <So good. but. laughs> oh, it was good. It was so good. Answer question. What is deliverance? What does it look like? It looks like you. Practically speaking, it looks like you. Yeah. And it looks like you loving yourself. Yeah. To be free in whatever that looks like and then loving other people. And and here's the other part of it. Loving other people even when your freedom doesn't make sense to them. When they don't understand your freedom. This is, and I'll say this because I know that you're a woman. Freedom looks like you being all natural in a world where other people say, I want to relax or I want to burn. 
and that's that's your that's your plight. You can have it. You see what I'm saying? Like that's it. it's really as simple as that. That's space. There's space. It's space. That, it doesn't mean that. And guess what? There are products on the market for the natural and the relaxed. For the natural and the perm. I don't know. Are they the same? I don't know. Relaxed, no. relaxed and natural. Perm is relaxed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's it's space on the market for both of those. They're right. products that cater to both. And then within that, you got your different textures. You got your four C and your this. Like that's the only one I know because it's the 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 core. Like you've got all of them. You got your coarse and your fine and your thin and you've got the like you've got it all. Yeah. But I think that the beautiful thing is, well, one of the things that we see is that sometimes the natural people say, "Oh, everybody needs to be natural." That's not their reality. Are you still doing that? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do the creamy crack. If that's your thing, then you do it. And if it's not, Deliverance is saying, we can get our hair done. Even at the same salon. We just don't do the same thing. We just won't get the same style. I'll get a little protective, little two braid, four braid, and you get 2,500 braids because you want the smallest Senegalese known to man. And now I'm not helping you take them out. Right? <laughs> and not, not going to help. Don't, don't try to bribe me with pizza. Huh? Just not doing it. Burn, just burn your head. Because if you got 2,500, <laughs> just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> but that's what it is from a practical, uh, on a practical level, being okay with who you are and leaving space for people who are not okay with who you are and loving them where they are. Yeah. And if they never come into a place where they love you, governing yourself accordingly. Whether that means you stay and do whatever or you leave. My God. Because freedom is also living in a place and in a space where you don't feel bad for being who you are. Even if people don't agree with it. There are people who hate the fact that I wear turbans. I don't care. There are people who hate the fact that, you know, Janine has red hair or at one point it was gray they hate it you know i'm gonna give it short then i'm gonna get this little whatever and i'm gonna have it flowy into the side there are people that hate that but freedom is saying i don't care not from a place of me not caring about you or from a place of me caring more about my freedom than i do your opinions of my freedom yep yep see la it is so <laughs> i felt his presence come on in <laughs> all right <laughs> Oh, right. Listen, I told you to be all the things. So, um, it, it is, and and that's what it is. And I I feel like, and I don't know who will listen or who does listen to this, um, aside from you and I, and you know the people that we know. But what I want you all to walk away with, if you don't hear anything else from the time that we've spent here, I want you all to walk away with the understanding that your freedom is just that it's yours. Everybody's not going to understand. They're not going to jump on that bandwagon. They're not going to come into the reality of your world and of your freedom. And it's not your job to make them. Freedom can only be experienced. It can only be presented. And the things that you are free from, the things that you get free from, the things that you allow God to walk you in and out of, can only be experienced by you the way that he wants you to experience them. Your job as a free person is only to present your freedom. Mm-hmm. Not to push people into it. Yeah. This is what freedom looks like. Yeah. Black boy joy looks different from person to person. Yeah. 
For some people, it is dressing with a sense of pride and being happy about that. For other people, it's taking a picture and posting it and smiling in that picture, right? But other people find joy in different things. I find joy in sunflower seeds and pool on my phone. That is true black boy joy for Justin. Let me tell you about Mike and Ike's though. Because you know, I got had to get a little stuff on my tooth. I wanted to pull it out. <laughs> I had to fill that thing. I want to pull that filling out. But I can get a little starburst jelly bean every now and then. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, it's the same. Look, it's freedom. It's freedom. Right? freedom is, listen, if I eat that Mike and Ike and I chew on it too hard, they're gonna mess around and pull my filling out. I'm having okay, so them from the dollar store because they've been sitting there. Okay. Listen, you gotta go down to that to the real store and get you. And I'm you only gonna get the real small. Store. I gotta get the small box. I can't get the big one that's a dollar at the little card in the Walmart because there's too many in there. I need more of a sweet tart, right? That's a little hard. That's gonna crunch, and I'm good with that. But um, <laughs> another practical example. My best friend hates going to the grocery store with me, right? I love cereal. But when it comes to Fruit Loops, I only buy the off-brand ones. Give me fruit rings or fruit circles. They're sweeter and they're a little softer. That's my thing. I can't stand you buying that off-brand cereal. You ain't got to eat it. It's more for me. But freedom is, okay, I'm going to the store. I know this is what you like. I'm going to get your fruit rings for you and I'll get the Fruit Loops for me. Right. That's freedom. It's accepting a person where they are. Yeah. And knowing that where you are is not where they are. Right. It's okay. Yeah. It's really okay, y'all. There's space. There's space. My yeah. challenge is give yourself the space to be free yeah. person. Yeah. Because once you give yourself the space, if other people don't, it's really not going to matter. <laughs> but you've got to give yourself the space to be free. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, child. Like, I told y'all it was going to be double grace this week, right? <laughs> we not only did probably like double the time, but it's so much in here okay there's so many there's so much for everyone in this conversation um and to reiterate your beast is welcome with your tribe yeah your beast can be loved um and the thing that makes you beastly uh if you can learn to manage it and come to agreement there is, there are people, there are people who will choose to love you because they don't know anything else but what you've presented. They only know that they've seen a beast, but they've learned to love it. And so get around those people. Get around the people that are okay with your difference. Yeah. That love your difference. It's not just okay. It's they love your difference. They they actually thrive. Yeah. Say it again. I think it's stop looking at your difference as an external thing. It's a part of you. So when a person accepts you, they accept your difference, whatever that is. Right. And however it shows up. And don't waste time with people who can't. It's okay. It is okay. It is we've been talking about relationships and I think one of the biggest heartbreaks that I've experienced was where all signs pointed to someone and I told God this has to be you okay because this checks all the boxes this looks right and the Lord let me and see 
that it wasn't what I thought, right? It, he was like, come on. No, they, they actually love you though. They actually do. They, they, they like being around you. You're good people, right? And, yeah. and, and they want to be around you, but they just don't want what you want. They, they, they don't have the capacity. They, they, their container is the size of a laundry basket. What you're coming with is the size of a house. They can't fit you into their space. Mm. And while you are heartbroken that I'm asking you to come deeper with me, I'm asking you to come deeper with me because I have the container that can handle it. And I know the person that can handle it. You you don't know them. You don't you you haven't seen it yet, but I have. And if you come away from the shore, you'll find that there's more people in the water than you think. There's more people um, and and just call me Exxon because I like to guess my friends up, okay? Because Justin has been very, 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 very humble about all that he's accomplished, right? <laughs> so, like, like, he'll just, like, throw out, yeah, I write books, but, like, has done, like, what, we on six and a half? Okay. And, and most of them are done in month spans like you have a you have a capacity right and not everybody is able to accept that capacity and it's you know what though? one of the things and it's funny that you say that people have been telling me this and i think part of me does like to downplay it but on the other part of it is like and this is not to gas myself up i think sometimes i don't realize what i'm doing because i'm the one doing it oh that's good you know, like when you cook something, it's like, I cooked this, right? Like yeah. I made this yeah. and you never really know like how good it is until somebody else that's like not you, cause I live by myself. So right. I cook stuff for me all the time, right? right? I know what my cooking tastes like. Right. It's not until somebody else comes and like, oh my gosh, this is really good. I'm like, are you like that? Like, cause I cook for me and I cook yeah. something that's catered to my taste. And the stuff that I write, I write it because I've been mandated to do it. Like I'm under strict instructions here, right? But but on the other side of it, it's like I never really know. I never really know the impact of the books that I write because I'm usually reading them from a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I don't get to see the impact of my words until I see somebody living what I've written. That's good. That's good. That's when I'm like, oh, that book actually means something. It holds some weight. It has some power. People tell me, oh my gosh, this book is so great all the time. That's great. That's wonderful. But I don't really know the impact or the depth of it until somebody actually starts to live. Yeah. That yeah. And I think that's when that's when it, you know, kind of means a little bit more. And it's just like, oh, like, wow, this book spoke to the to the parts of my life that nobody else knew. Okay, that's great. There are a lot of things that speak to the parts of us. But when do you take on the words and begin to live them? When do you become the words of the book? And yeah. that's when, and sometimes that can't really accurately be measured or gauged. This is why, again, we look at freedom from such and uh, from such an objective point of view. Like this is what it is. Yeah. But I never know what it looks like until maybe sometimes I have a dialogue with the person, or they come back and say, you know, I've done this after reading your book. You know, so on and so forth. But on the other side of it, it's just like, and I think it's just one of my, it's something that's in my head. I never want to be that pushy person like, oh, I got all these books out and I just, just, just read it. Relax. I don't even tell people I'm an author, honestly. What do you do? I mean, you know, I'm writing. What you writing? A 
book. Oh, like, is this your first one? No, it's number six. And then people are like, oh my gosh, it's such an accomplishment. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's not go here. Because I don't want to do all, and this is what I tell people, like, I don't want to go into the hotel spin of like being an author, but you're right though. You need people in your tribe that can tell you like, you're doing, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And one of my other coworkers said this to me, and it really kind of put things in perspective for me. Because like you said, you know, I've been able to write books in, you know, a month, six weeks, five weeks and stuff like that. He said, Justin, one of the things that you struggle with is seeing your own value because somebody else is darn good is your just okay. And I struggled with that. And he was like, and I'm not saying this, and of course he wasn't saying it to, to, to boost me, but he was like, I see the value in you. I see your gifts. I see your potential. I see what you could like really do yeah. given the time, space, the opportunity, and the resources. He was like, and there are things that come so naturally to you that other people take years and weeks and you're like time. They have to develop these things and they come naturally to you. And he was like, and sometimes you struggle to see your own greatness. Wow. Because somebody else is darn good. Is you're just okay. And I say that to you as well. I, I do. I do say that to you. Because there are things that you do that like somebody could watch these movies and be like, Okay, it's just a movie. Like, oh, like, you know, we do the whole happily ever after fairy tale ending, but it's like, no, it's it's a little more than that, right? There's faith gems, there are nuggets, there are life principles, there are relationship with, like there are things here that most people do not see. The things that you're doing and the things that you are endeavoring to do, like that means a lot. And even the people that are listening, your struggle has been other people not seeing your value because they have to work 10 times harder to do what comes naturally to you. You could do that in your sleep. But even in that, make space for somebody else's great, even if it is you're just okay. Even if it is your, I mean, you know, it's cool. Like one of my friends is a graphic designer. He said that he was doing something for somebody he was like, I hate the flyer. Um, I just whipped it up in a couple of minutes because he's like, he's really, really good. He's like, I just whipped it up. He's like, I hate it. But the person I made it for loved it. He was like, but I'd never put that in my portfolio. It speaks to the level of his talent and of his gift. Right. But it's also like, why would you present something to someone that you didn't even like? you've presented something that you wouldn't even showcase. But because you're good, you just throw something together. And that's the thing that I never want to lead with and I never want people to leave my presence. So I don't want to leave somebody else's presence and leave that feeling. Well, if I can't do it like him, then I'm not good enough. I'll tell people, write, write the book. You don't have to write it like I do. You don't have to write it in the time frame that I do. Just write it though. Right. Because I want your darn good to be somebody else's. Like, I want you're just okay. Like, once you get it to be somebody else's darn good. Yeah. Like, I want you to be the standard for others. Not wow. from a place of pride, but because you've accomplished something that's great to somebody else. Get like faith is a great accomplishment to me. Because I, I don't know how to do no podcast, right? Like, it's a thing. Um, 
And it's something that's like, oh, it's super easy, which is the same thing I say about writing a book. And other people are like, no, I'm struggling, right? Like there are people that find ghostwriters to write their books. And I'm just like, oh, okay, it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm writing. <laughs> it's it's a thing, like it's just okay. Like it's just something that I do, but other people struggle with it. Um, but again, freedom is all about doing what's best for you, doing what's natural for you doing what comes easily for you from a place of love and from a place of wanting to encourage and inspire other people and not to hold it over their heads and say, oh, I got six books, how many you got? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to bring those points out because I wanted to encourage consistency. Um, mm-hmm. I think the consistency that you've shown me um, man, listen. If if nobody if nobody is gonna root in my corner or is in my corner, I don't doubt that you are. You feel me? Like that is real. I life. got your back, dude. Okay. <laughs> like the, you know what I mean? Like there is there is a tribe, and I I want to say that again because we can get caught up in a world that is trying to stomp out life. It, it just yeah. is what it is. But once you shine the way that you're in, even if you start with a little dim light, someone will see the dim and say, okay, there's potential to be bright if I could just turn it up just a little. And I just want to thank you for, for one, agreeing to come on, two, supporting me the way you have because it has been a turn up of the light. It has been a I'm gonna push you until <laughs> you shine the way I know you're supposed to. And not everybody has the capacity to be comfortable in themselves as they push other people. Thank you, not girl. everybody has it. Not everybody has the container big enough. They don't. They don't. What what makes other people insecure is not it's not a big deal. So we have been on here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to let you go because I know you have a billion things to do, but I do want you to pray because there is somebody that is listening to this podcast and they don't have the words to express their need for deliverance from other people's perception or they could possibly be struggling with um, their own deliverance and I want you to pray and speak literally to that person who is right at the edge and this is their last conversation this is their last moment they have given up all hope but they just happened to turn on my podcast Amen. We can do that. <laughs> Before we pray, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you for extending this opportunity to me. Little old me. <laughs> Little old Cinco. <laughs> and um, I, I do. I count it a privilege and an honor to be on Kid Like Faith uh, as the first guest. <laughs> Anybody else coming after me, y'all got big shoes to fill. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> But I do, I thank you so much for that um, and all that that has been spoken and shared. Thank you. So uh, let's pray. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we honor you. We give you praise and glory because you are good and because you're God. 
I thank you for the person that is listening to or the people that are listening to this podcast. I thank you, dear Father, for where they are in their lives and in their journey with you. And I thank you that you have brought them to this very monumental and pivotal place in their lives, oh God, where they are understanding their lives, uh, their life's journey. I thank you that you are giving them clarity for where they are. And I even thank you, oh God, for the freedom that you are going to give to them as they come into a greater place with you, as they come out into this place that we love to call the water, as they understand that they are living in the here and the now and not the there and then, that you are going to make all things clear unto them. I thank you, dear God, that they don't uh, struggle any longer from this day forward after listening to what it is, oh God, that you have said, that they no longer struggle with wrestling with the opinions of others, that they no longer find themselves living bound or living in shackles according to the opinions of, of society, of their family. Father, even of themselves, I thank you that from this day forward, that they learn to love themselves from the inside out, even the beastly parts of them, even the beast in them needs to be nurtured. And I thank you that you give them that wisdom. I thank you, dear Father, most of all for the announcement of wholeness and healing that you have given and that you have made even concerning them. And I thank you that you bring them into the reality of that announcement. Father, I say and I speak that they are healed, that they are whole, that they are free from the inside out, Father, that they are loved and that they learn to even love themselves. I thank you that that's where it starts. Father, let them accept themselves, let them admit where they are and love themselves where they are, no matter where they are, but let them come into a place of self-love that they have never been in before. And I thank you that you cause them to come into a greater level of peace than that that they already have. Father, speak to them, oh God, give them insight, give them dreams and speak to them, God, even through songs and movies, as you have done even for us. Let them know, dear Father, that there are people that are not judging them based on what they are, because what they are is all that some people know. And I thank you, oh God, for the transformation that you're going to do first on the inside and then on the outside. I thank you for giving them a tribe that will accept them for who they are. They have to feel like they have to go out, out and look for people to love them and to accept them, that they no longer look for love in dark places, but that they find themselves in places of light and love and health and happiness and wholeness and freedom with you. And as they impact others and as others are impacted by their story and their lives, I thank you that you make all things well. I thank you, God, even for Janine and for her allowing me, oh God, to share with your people today. And whenever day that they hear this, I thank you, oh God, that these words, oh God, would take root, that they would resonate, that they would resound in their ears, that they would understand the lessons of love and freedom, acceptance and encouragement, and that they understand that there is more beyond where they are if only they would be willing to accept it and step out on it. I give you praise for increasing their kid-like faith. And I thank you, O oh God, for increasing ours as well. We give you praise and honor because you are good and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. So tell the people where they can find you. Um, you all can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Justin Ruffin, J-U-S-T-I-N. R-U-F-F as in Frank, I-N. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me on the web. I have my own website that I don't really push often, um, but it is www.justinruffin.org, O-R-G, again, first and last name, .org, and all things me are there. You can find all the information about classes and books and Tuesday talks and all of those things right there on the website. Um, yeah, Instagram, 
um, Refuge City Ministries, MD, um, R-E-F-U-G-E-C-I-T-Y-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S-M-D. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that. That's where you can find me. I'm all over the place. All over the place. I'm so grateful. Thank you for thank you so much for all no of this. Problem at all. Um, it was a pleasure to have this conversation. And to all of my listeners, you just heard the tale as all this time. Child, I told you this one was going to be a doozy. And I didn't lie. It was one heck of a ride. Now, as you know, Kid Like Faith has two pages. One on Facebook and one on Instagram. Go find, share, and like, and subscribe. I want to make sure that you're a part of our community. We do stuff like Teaser Thursday, where I play a clip from this coming episode. I also do a feedback Friday where I get to hear from the community about how you felt about what we learned and what faith gems you may have picked up. So I want to hear from you and make sure you're a part of that community. Now, if you have any movies that you want to see us do on the show, please do not hesitate to send me some messages. We have an email address and it's kid like faith. And that faith is F the number eight th at gmail.com. Now you can send me a message just to say, I really enjoyed the show. Or you can say, hit me up with Hercules, or maybe you should try to do Shrek too. Whichever you feel like doing, it's fine. I'd love to hear from you. Now, Mr. Justin was not just kind enough to come on our show, but he was kind enough to give us two books. Now one has already been claimed and shout out to Dominique for winning last week's giveaway. All she did was comment our secret phrase on our teaser Thursday post. And just like that, she got Justin's brand new book, You Can Be Free, A Practical Approach to Deliverance. And she got it for free. Now I have one more book left and I want to make sure that those that want to get it So what I need you to do is comment this week's secret phrase. And this week's secret phrase is, I got five on it. You know, Cinco, you get it? Uh All right, I've got five on it. So when you see Teaser Thursday's post, all you have to do is comment, I got five on it. And the book is yours. Now, you can also go to his website and purchase the book or recommend it to a family or friend, I promise you it's going to bless you. I've got mine and I'm starting to do my own work of deliverance. So if you want to join me on the journey, make sure you get the book. It's so good. Now, next week is going to be a little different because I'm still bringing another guest. But this one, I think I'm going to keep it in my family because the next movie, we're going where it's chilly cold and all things are frozen tune in next week and until then make sure you keep your faith kid like bye